0: From LPM,
1: Louisville Public Media.
0: Support comes from Vision Zero. On foot or behind the wheel, safety is a shared responsibility. And Vision Zero Louisville believes zero roadway fatalities is the only acceptable amount. Their mission is to create safe roads by design, engineering solutions, and education. More information at visionzerolouisville.org. It doesn't matter how much makeup you put on. you haven't slept in three days, it's tricky. But it's all part of life. And that's what makes you real.
1: And I think that's what makes you human. From Louisville Public Media, this is Five Things, the show that tells a life story through the objects we treasure. I'm Tara Anderson. On each episode, I ask someone to tell me about five things, physical objects that have been an important part of their life, Sometimes we learn about important people or critical turning points in our guest life. It's like show and tell for grown ups. And starting this week, we're asking for you to be part of the show, too. Stay with us after the interview to learn how you can contribute. This week's guest is a familiar face and voice to Louisville area TV viewers as she anchors the evening news on WHAS, the local ABC affiliate. I've known about her for years, but when she really came to my attention was when she did an on air opinion piece about hair. I know it sounds silly, but it was terrific. We talked more about the hair issue in this conversation, along with how she got to where she is and what she loves and doesn't love about her job.
0: I am Renee Murphy, and I work for WHAS 11 News. I'm the evening anchor and reporter there, been there for many, many years in life i'm a mom and wife and just like everybody else
1: (laughs) (laughs) so i asked you to bring five things that will tell us um, about you and what matters to you and uh, we'll learn more about you that way what's the first thing that you'd like to talk about
0: well i have right in front of me Mm -hmm. is an old thesaurus Mm -hmm. i know who knows what a thesaurus is anymore right um i love this and i use this at work still all the time even though I could just go on to Google, but I use my thesaurus because my father gave it to me many, many years ago. And he used to teach in college. He didn't teach English, but I always, in my mind, he was this like grand professor mm-hmm. and he was master of everything and knowledgeable about all. And so when he gave me this thesaurus, I thought, oh, this is it, okay. I think he gave it to me, I went to college, which was many years ago, and I just kept it. And I've taken it to every job with me. Um, it's well used. As you can see, it's in pieces. Yeah, it's falling apart. <laughs> it's falling apart. But that's what I like about it, too. They laugh at me in the newsroom when I pull this out when we're writing stories. And I'm like, I need another word for grief or something. I'll, I'll go on my desk and I'll pull out my thesaurus. And they're like, <laughs> what is that thing? It's like, it's a thesaurus. Like, my dad gave it to me. And he's awesome. So this is awesome. What did your dad teach? I think he taught accounting. But I always thought he taught, like everything when I was young. I didn't really know. That was a side deal. He had, um, he was actually in food sales. Hmm. Um, So he worked for like Pepperidge Farm and Austin Foods and Little Debbie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But there was a point in our life when I was younger at night, he would teach at college. I don't know if it's because my dad just gave it to me and it was something that I used all the time. And my dad had given me other things, but I don't know why, what it was with this. Maybe it was because I liked writing and I liked storytelling. And the fact that he gave this to me, it was like this whole moment to me. Mm -hmm. And um, it meant a lot to me. That's why I've always kept it very close.
1: Has writing always been something that you love to do?
0: Yes. I didn't know it at the time really, uh, when I was younger, but I would write a lot. And I look back on that now and say I was always kind of preparing for what I'm doing now. I would uh, just make up stories or come up with ideas about things. I thought I was going to be an architect. though. I wanted to design houses and build mm. homes, but that wasn't. <laughs> I realized how much <laughs> math was involved, and that yeah. wasn't exactly going to do it for me because <laughs> I'm not really good with math. I got into sports and I like that and I started um I loved the Atlanta Braves when I was younger like uh-huh. the Braves of the 90s everyone loved them and I would write stories about the Braves and I entered a sports writing contest when I was a kid for the News and Observer in Raleigh North Carolina and since then I've been writing that was it yeah that was kind of that was kind of it but before that I would make up stories and I had a little microphone and a tape deck when I was a little kid and I'd carry it around and interview the neighbors.
1: One of those like um, little Fisher Price ones? <laughs> no,
0: no it was like, like an a real old one. one like that my parents had. It didn't oh, work anymore wow. but I, in my mind I was recording all these in these stories <laughs> and I would come back and I'd tell my mom like oh this is what happened. It was like a little microphone like think about a 70s type yeah rec- like a tape deck and the, yeah. the microphone and recorder and I had that and I would go around the neighborhood and interview people i used to love the game old maid Uh that card game and so i would like play old maid with people and then i interviewed them about the game (laughs) like
1: it like it was a sports game right i know i guess it was it's you're connecting all the pieces for me (laughs) (laughs) yeah when you played that red seven what did you think was gonna happen (laughs) right (laughs) right when you got the
0: old maid did you freak out yeah no i would go around i'd play old maid with people and i would like interview them about it afterwards.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and where did you grow up? In Raleigh?
0: I went to high school in Raleigh mm-hmm. and to middle school in Raleigh. And before that, we lived in Pennsylvania and Connecticut and Wisconsin. We moved around some.
1: Yeah, for, for your father's work? Yeah, he would mm-hmm. always,
0: we, when he would move to a new like food plant, we would move. Mm-hmm.
1: So you mentioned that, that you were really into sports. Did you think about sports journalism? Was that a path for you? That was my initial thought. Uh-huh. I thought I was going to be doing sports. I
0: worked at ESPN for a time after college as a production assistant and I really thought I was gonna just like stay there. But I really did wanna do reporting and I wasn't doing reporting there. And so I'd sent out a bunch of tapes. Yes, tapes back then it was VHS tapes. Um, (laughs) I'd sent out a bunch of tapes to stations all across the country and I hadn't heard anything back. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna stay here. I'm gonna make this work somehow, I'm gonna get on air. And at the end of my like it was kind of like an internship you had there at ESPN for a while. So when it was coming to my time I had to decide if I was going to stay or go. And I got a call from a station that sent a tape to in Greenville, Mississippi. They said, "Do you want to come?" I was like, "Well, is this news or sports?" I said, "Cause I do sports." <laughs> and they were like, "Well, no, this is news." I said, "Well, I want to do sports." And they said, "Oh, well, if you come here, we'll let you do the Friday night football show." And I was like, "Okay." Yeah,
1: in Mississippi. <laughs> that might that might be pretty uh, like, pretty good, right? Yeah, I was like, this could work maybe. Yeah. And then I got there and I started doing news and I kind of fell in love with the news. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was where that happened. Yes. Yeah. Was the uh, thesaurus there with you at ESPN? The
0: thesaurus was with me. It's followed me everywhere. I, I have taken it many, many places. I've moved around a few times as an adult, and it's always... Move with me. So, Mm -hmm. this was in Bristol, Connecticut, with me too.
1: (laughs) Nice. Yeah, Yeah, I always think that, like, the path of the local news reporter slash anchor, you're going to move around a lot. So, after Greenville, Mm -hmm. Mississippi, where did you
0: go then? Um, I was working at the ABC station when I was in college in Mm -hmm. Richmond, Virginia. I went to Virginia Commonwealth University. And so, I was working there. And then I went to Bristol right after graduation for six months, maybe. And then I went to Greenville, Mississippi. And then from Greenville, I went to Youngstown, Ohio. And then from
1: Youngstown, I came here. Oh, wow. And how long have you been in Louisville now?
0: I've been here since 2003.
1: Oh, that's so kind of a long time. This for... is like an eternity in New yes, years. Yes, yeah. it is. Right. <laughs> um, you must like it here. I do like it here.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that there is so much pride here. Well, it's one of the things I, I noticed when I first moved here. I'd lived in a lot of other places where... People didn't have as much pride and joy to say, "Oh, I'm from Louisville or I'm from Kentucky." And um, when I moved here, that was one of the things that I really liked that people like their hometown. yeah, and that and it's easy to live here. Yeah, it is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Were there any concepts that you had about Kentucky before you moved here? that you had to change after living here for a bit.
0: I remember on my interview with the news director at the time, I said, this is what I know about Kentucky. I, n- I know about Louisville. I know Muhammad Ali is mm-hmm. from Louisville. I know that Rick Pitino coaches the men's basketball team. And I know that cheerleading is huge here. <laughs> I used to <laughs> cheer. And so like, I know cheerleading is a big deal here. I said, and I know the Kentucky Derby is here. I said, but that's about all I know about Louisville, and about Kentucky. And so I had, was a quick study and, educated myself very fast. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, for a sports loving person, this is a pretty great place to oh, be. Oh Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: My, We still cheer for North Carolina because that was who I cheered for when I was younger and, and we grew up watching them. But my kids all cheer for Louisville. So when they when they play each other now, they're both in the ACC. <laughs> it's a raucous household. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and how old are your kids?
0: Nine, six and three. Okay. The three year old still says go Carolina. My six and nine year old are still there saying go
1: cards (laughs) about that thesaurus again i'm thinking about yeah you can just look up another word on google or in your word program what do you think it is about the book that draws you back when you need it
0: i love books anyway so i love a hard copy something i can flip through and then it's just like having a little piece of my dad every time i i see that He's still with me, and I talk to him all the time. It's not like I don't get to see him or or talk to him. But I don't know. It's just having that little piece of him with me all the time. It's just, it's like a little reminder, a little encouragement that he's saying, hey, you're doing a good job. Would you like to move on to your second thing? Sure. Um, I have... We can stick with my parents. Sure. Um, This suit, which is amazing. I I love it so much. Um, I cannot fit into it. It is like a size six, I believe. Let me see. Yeah, it's a six. Mama hasn't worn a six in a long time. (laughs) 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 It's been many, many years. But we went... um, We used to always have Murphy family reunions. On my dad's side of the family, we'd all... He's one of ten. And so we would go on these these week-long family reunions we'd go to a different place and it was just our time to kind of be together as a family it was very cool and so we were on one of those family reunion trips one time and we went shopping I'm not a big shopper and my mom knows that so I wouldn't be the kid like I was the kid she would give me the credit card and send me to the mall to go buy clothes and I would come back with nothing <laughs> because I just wow. I don't know I just clothes and shopping I just it wasn't my thing yeah but we went shopping And uh, she saw this suit, and she's like, oh, you got to have this. I looked at the price tag. I'm also very frugal. I was like, oh, gosh, no way. (laughs) Nobody's going to spend this much on a suit. No. And she's like, I'll get it for you. (sighs) It's my treat to you, and you don't ask for a whole lot of stuff, and especially clothes. Um, So it'll be my treat to you. Mm. And so she bought it for me, and I just love it. And I I love this suit anyway, but the fact that she would spend that kind of money just because – she wanted to for me yeah. it meant a lot to me and so it still hangs proudly in my closet it could barely fit when I bought it <laughs> so <laughs> after three kids and a decade later I have not even attempted to see <laughs> how bad it would be now like how badly it would fit um but it hangs there just a little reminder of my mom's love yeah can you describe it for for people oh, yes. listening it is a houndstooth dress suit, I guess that's what you call it. It mm-hmm. has like a dress and then a little jacket over it. If you know me, you know how I feel about houndstooth. It is my favorite. Um, it's
1: houndstooth
0: and it has a hot pink sash, which is the perfect accent.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so where did you wear this suit? Was this for work? Or... I did wear it to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
0: wore it to work and I'll wear it without MC things. And then when the dress got too tight, I would just wear the jacket part. Mm-hmm. i wear that with like <laughs> another black dress or something mm-hmm. underneath it. And I would wear it to weddings. I'd wear it to work. I'd wear it to church. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'd wear it anywhere.
1: So working on TV, your appearance is something you do have to think about um, more than, say, me (laughs) (laughs) being, being mostly on the radio. We all want to look nice, but I'm not thinking about it in the same way you are. How how have you dealt with that in your career? Is that something that,
0: uh... you know, I, if you have watched the show, I've had many hairstyles. (laughs) I've been many different weights. Um, I've had many different outfits. I've gotten many emails about my appearance, good and bad. Mm. And when I was younger, I would say for sure, like the bad emails, the nasty emails, oh, mm. they would get to me. And I would, you know, run to the bathroom and be like, oh my gosh, they said this. Wow. And then as I got older, though, I said, look, I'm I'm doing the best I can do. Yeah. And on this particular day, maybe this is the best it's going to get. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there are times, I mean, you know, my kids are little. So there are days where... When I was on the day shift, I would come in at 9, 9.30, and my kids hadn't gone to sleep. You know, an infant was up crying, so I, I know I look terrible some days. <laughs> you know, I'm trying. It doesn't matter how much makeup you put on. If you haven't slept in three days, it's tricky. But it's all part of life, and that's what makes you real, and I think that's what makes you human. And I always kind of hoped as I got older, I'm like, okay, maybe someone out there is watching and, and sees me, and it's maybe feeling like I feel it. We can all just kind of say, It's okay. (laughs) We're doing the best we can. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I noticed you you had a a story on the air not too long ago about your hair. Yes. Which drew some attention because you were talking to people about choosing to wear a wig on the air. Mm -hmm. You're not wearing a wig today. No. And I haven't seen you wearing a wig on the air in a while.
0: No. we, We talked about it and it was something I wanted to do and just to wear my hair natural and to not have a relaxer or to wear wigs or extensions or weaves. And the station's been great and been supportive. And the community has, too. I never knew, when I did the story like last summer when there was a controversy about the hair policy at a local high school. Right. that's where it came from. That's yeah. where it started. Because it struck a chord with me because I said, okay, I get this. I, I understand like where all of these feelings are coming from yeah. because I had all those feelings. Yeah. Because I had concern about if I had natural hair. When I was younger... And I was in college, I did have my hair natural. And I remember people would tell me, well, you can't wear your hair like that on air. So when I graduated, I got a relaxer and cut it all off. And it was, I mean, I, I liked the hairstyle and it wasn't a problem. But thinking back, I wish I could have told my you know, 22-year-old self,
1: like, you can do this and it'll be okay. But yeah.
0: I wasn't secure enough with myself at the time to
1: really pull it off. Yeah. And I think the world has changed, too. Yes. The definition of professional has, has changed.
0: Yeah, you know, I agree.
1: It was just so unusual to hear someone in your position speaking honestly about that.
0: <laughs> I never knew saying the words, I wear a wig, would be like, <laughs> <gasps> I mean, it, I felt like I could hear people gasping <laughs> as I was saying it. And people would come and say, oh, I had no idea. Or they would say, I thought it was a wig, but I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> and I, it just is funny to me because I'm like, I wasn't ever trying to hide it. I wasn't trying to pass it off as my own real hair. Um, It really started because when I went to nights, I had my mornings free and I'd have my kids in the summer and they love swimming. I was like, this is perfect. We can go swimming in the morning and then we'll eat lunch and go to work. But it's a process to get your hair back right. So I'll be like, okay, this is easy. I can just go swimming, put my hair on, be on the air, look put together. And it was, it was a perfect combination. Yeah. And um, as time went on and I grew out my relaxer and my, my natural curls uh, came back I would just wear it out when I wasn't at work I just wear it out and uh, my boss one day he saw my Christmas card actually and he's like I like that hair (laughs) that was when it kind of started we started talking about it some more and so it's been great and I'm really thankful for the response I've gotten from the community I still get responses from people which is amazing and I, I hope that If nothing else, everyone else just feels comfortable in their skin. If your hair is straight, if your hair is curly, if it is kinky, if it is short, if it's long, just be you. And maybe that comes with being 40. I don't know. I turned 40 this year, and part of my whole attitude has just been like, just be yourself, you know? Um, I have here, it is a broken jade bracelet. <laughs> um, I read somewhere that jade was like the symbol of good luck. And it was supposed to bring you good luck. Mm-hmm. And so, through my three pregnancies, I wore I wore the jade bracelet the whole time. I never took it off to hopefully bring me good luck and to bring my babies good luck. So, I wore it. Um, and then, when I was wrestling with the kids, <laughs> after all three of them were born, uh, soon after my third child was born, I was wrestling with forget either my 9-year-old or 6-year-old but the bracelet broke. <laughs> and so but I kept it. I still have it. In, I have it up on the shelf in the bathroom. Yeah. I will never get rid of it because who knows if it if it worked or not, but I have enjoyed motherhood so much and I love my kids and they are all great. And so I guess it worked.
1: <laughs> Did you always know you
0: wanted to be a parent? I think so. I love a list and a plan. Uh-huh. I am that person. I know. <laughs> I know. No, I, I feel you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I always said when I was 30, that's when I was going to have a baby. 30, I had my everything planned out, and mm-hmm. then it kind of worked out that way. <laughs> um, so I always had it in my mind, and it's far more exciting than I ever could have written down on the
1: list. what do you mean by that
0: it's just it's nothing like you think it's going to be you can't plan for it you can't decide what your kids are going to like who they're going to be and what it's actually going to be like and you can't put into words what the love is going to be like so in my mind I had you know I'm gonna have this 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 and I'm gonna have these kids and and it's it's far more exciting and far better than I ever could have tried to plan out on my own.
1: That's lovely. <laughs> Do you remember where you got that particular bracelet?
0: Yes, I got it in um, Chinatown in Chicago. I, I went to Chicago, and I made my friends go to all the markets in Chinatown to find a J-bracelet that would fit me that I could wear during my pregnancies. I got mm-hmm. it when I was pregnant with my 9-year-old. My mm-hmm. <laughs> I went, I went to first. Chicago, and mm-hmm. we uh, and I got it in Chinatown mm-hmm. there.
1: Are you a... um? a good luck charm kind of person in general? No, not really.
0: Um, I mean, maybe between my thesaurus and my <laughs> my jade bracelet. Mm-hmm. Not really. Um, but I don't know what it was that I connected with the, the jade bracelet or what I, how I got that fixated in my head, but yeah. somehow I did. Hey, it all worked out for me and the kiddos. So maybe there's some, some staying power to mm-hmm. it. I've tried to glue it together a few times. It didn't work. So I just keep it because if it does have powers I don't want to discard it
1: fourth? Uh, Well, I'll start with these because I didn't want to leave
0: any child out. So I used to scrapbook when I had more free time. There's no free time now. Um, But (laughs) I love scrapbooking. I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but I love it. And I have tons of them, but I I brought in the ones of my kids because, and it's fun because they love looking through them. They'll just pull them out from time to time and look at their baby pictures. And so and I love these. When I'm old and can't remember things, I will flip these open and remember those moments. So the scrapbooks are one. It was funny. We had, um, we lived in an apartment here. We had a fire. And that's not the funny part, but we, we had a fire. And I call my husband. The, the apartment was filling up with smoke. He was at work. And I'm like, the apartment's filling up with smoke. He's like, well, get out. And I'm like, yeah. I should, what am I doing? And then I, I got outside and I ran and I'm like, I need my scrapbooks and I ran back into the apartment to get my scrapbooks because I love them so much <laughs> and I so I do love them and they're they're just moments and and before the age of all you know the digital and the online websites to store photos and and all that you just had your pictures you developed them and if you lost them that was kind of it so I have a lot of pictures like that where it's old family pictures that if
1: I lose them I can't yeah. really get them back actually prints of, yes, yes right <laughs> wow that's that is like um that's the litmus test right what would you what would you save <laughs> in a fire
0: this is before we had our kids and um i was young and i i loved the scrapbooks, so i loved the family pictures i love they called me the family historian because i was always one that take the pictures and not scrapbook and i'd send the pictures to everybody and mm-hmm. so that was what i grabbed when i you know, had to get out of the burning yeah. house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and are you one of those people, like, do you decorate the pages oh, yes. and have all like, the little Yes, it's all like,
0: you know, they're fully decorated with story oh, the whole yeah. narrative uh-huh. And, uh-huh. you know. They call it journaling. So I I journal in there so I can remember what happened at that time, what was going on at that moment and I love a good story. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I love a story. So I think that's probably part of, you know, what I do as my career, too. And I'm with my family. I like to document everything. Yeah. I like to write it all down and then scrapbooks and take the pictures. And so we'll have a story for later.
1: Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And have you done this kind of thing with your extended family, mm-hmm. your parents or aunts mm-hmm. and uncles? And yes. All that? So before I had
0: kids, I have lots of books of extended families and the Murphy family reunions and yeah. all that stuff. You said those
1: family reunions were a week long? <laughs> I know. What did it's, you do I for know. a week?
0: It sounds crazy. <laughs> I, I would tell people about these family reunions and they're like, you're going to do what for a week with your family? I'm like, it's great. <laughs> we We <laughs> would do all the cousins and my aunts and uncles and we would pick a different destination. Like maybe we'll go to Orlando. We'll stay at a house in Orlando uh-huh. and we just hang out like some kids would go to an amusement park maybe, or you go swimming if you want, or or do nothing. Just yeah. hang out. When we were doing it really consistently, I mean, everyone would come. Everyone would come, and
1: everyone would stay for about a week. Wow. Yeah. And you said your dad's one of 10 mm-hmm. kids, so you must have a ton of cousins. It's a big family. Yeah. So
0: my dad's one of 10, and my mom's one of six. And my grandmother is the oldest, and she was one of 12. So wow. like my mom has aunts and uncles that are younger than her. So <laughs> so it's it's a big extended family. And then my husband is one of five and his parents, I think they're each one of six or seven. So it's a lot. It's a lot of
1: family. So you only had three kids. I mean, you're kind of bucking the trend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I had well, among like that my generation though, that's about three is the limit now. No, I don't think anyone has had more than than three now. What does family mean to you? Oh, family is everything. Mm-hmm. You know, family is is why you get up in the morning. And family is so important. It always has been. It just has always been close. It's just me and my brother and my immediate family, my mom and my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was growing up with my cousins and my aunts and uncles and like, that's what you do. Like it's Christmas. Okay. we have to go to my mom's house. Or if, th- if Thanksgiving, we have to go here. We have to see this person. Um, before I had <laughs> kids, I would spend all my vacation doing family, extended family functions, like going to this family reunion. Or mm-hmm. There wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go with my girlfriends to Jamaica for a week. Like, no, I'm going to go with my family reunion for a week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. nice.
0: Tell me about your, your grandparents. I only have one grandparent who's still living, Mm -hmm. Um, my mom's mom. And she lives in Petersburg, Virginia. Mm -hmm. She's funny as she's gotten older. She just says whatever she wants now, which is kind of comical because she says whatever she wants. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Um, Her husband, my grandfather, was in the military. And then he he ran a TV repair shop, Mm -hmm. Green's TV, which the sign is still up for, I think, at the old house. Ah. (laughs) My dad's dad was a farmer. And we called him Hank's. And my grandmother on my dad's side, we called her Mother Nature. Um, She passed away not too long ago. Because when I was a kid, because they lived on like a farm, and it was all this land. And when I was a kid, we went there, and they all called her Mother. And so when I was a kid and we went there, I was like,
1: is she Mother Nature? (laughs) you heard that term somewhere. (laughs) Right. I was like, maybe you met her. Right.
0: I'm like, well, she lives in all this nature. You call her Mother, so she must be Mother Nature. And the name kind of stuck. And so for all my life, we called her Mother Nature. husband and I have been together since we were 17. And um, before the age of cell phones and technology Mm -hmm. and uh, email, we would write letters. So we wrote letters every day. So when I went away to college, and we were long distance, we would write, literally write letters every day. It was funny, because I haven't pulled this out in quite a while. (laughs) And I I was reading some of the letters. And I was like, oh, we were fighting a lot. (laughs) And then there'd be like, there's like little nice letters. And there's some from high school, and there's, like, lots of cards. He used to, um, like, back in the day, you'd go to Hallmark or CVS or something, yeah. and you could, like, make a card. Like, it would look like a regular card, but you could put your own, like, words in it and mm. your own stuff. And so mm-hmm. he would make a lot of those for me. So I have some of those in here. And then, like, he gave me, like, jewelry sometimes. or like I don't know why I save all this stuff, but, like, the box that he gave me earrings in. Actually, I think the earrings that I have on came in one of these boxes ah. from, from many, many moons ago. I actually found, hold on, we used to love going to the movies together. And so I, I would keep the movie stubs. I know. <laughs> and I was pulling them out earlier when I, when I found the box. Like some of these movie stubs say, this is like It's <laughs> <laughs> Oh my to say, gosh. It was $4. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Like Panther. Like all these movies from the 90s. Let's see. What's this one? Pocahontas. I like Disney movies. Uh Uh-huh. Like, all these old movies from, like, the 90s we would go and see. I mean, I don't know why. I would keep things like, he used to work at Blockbuster Video. I kept his old, like, Blockbuster Video name tag. (laughs) (laughs) Tara's like, this girl is wacky. No! Um,
1: Those are the things that would wind up in a scrapbook. They would, right?
0: Yeah, so they're just little things that are, like, letters and movie stubs and old pictures so I, I i did find when i was looking at you there, there's a picture of us at i was a debutante right now don't laugh and he was my escort
1: uh-huh and so i found
0: i was like oh i forgot about this he
1: had to wear tails his tux had to be right. tails. and i was like ah look at us so how old would you have been like i was like, like
0: 17 uh-huh yeah no it's like 18 it was my senior year in high school. In high school. Okay. Yeah. So maybe I was probably, yeah, it's probably like the fall of senior year. So I would have been 17 still.
1: So if you said you met him when you were 17, mm-hmm. you all hadn't known each other very long before he well, was in that role, right? I did.
0: act The funny okay. thing is, so he went to ninth grade, went to Millbrook High School in Raleigh, mm-hmm. North Carolina in ninth grade with us. And I always knew who he was because... This is really cheesy. So I was captain of the cheerleading squad and he was like captain of the basketball team. So I always knew who he was but I had friends that liked him. I had a girlfriend that liked him for a long time and then he had a girlfriend. Uh
1: And if your girlfriend likes him then you have to, yeah. Exactly. So she liked him Mm -hmm. so
0: I didn't really think anything of it. Mm -hmm. And then um, he had a class with a girl that I cheered with and somehow it came up that another friend of ours who we're still friends with to this day, he was trying to set us up. And so he told the girl that I cheered with that Keith liked me. And I was like, oh. And so I asked him to a party. And he came. (laughs) And that's how it started. (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) So was it a big deal for him to go with you as your escort to the debutante ball, (laughs) I guess, at that Um, point?
0: For me, it was. Yeah? Yeah, for me, I don't know if it was a big deal. Actually, it was a big deal for him because there was like a practice that we had to go Uh to because we had to do the Dancing, yeah, ballroom dancing, and he had to miss like a conditioning basketball practice or something. And he had to run a bunch of suicides because <gasps> he missed. So it was a big deal for him to come.
1: He yeah. made a sacrifice for you. No, at seventeen. That's
0: awesome. <laughs> Did you have to ask him? Yeah, I Do had you to ask. you remember asking him? I don't. I know you wouldn't believe it now, but I was very. I liked sports mm-hmm. and I liked doing things like physical, but I really didn't like talking a whole lot in front of people mm-hmm. and I wasn't very comfortable my parents were always trying to boost my self-esteem so they'd sign me up for these things like the debutante ball and I did something before that it was called the blue review you uh-huh. do that when you're in ninth grade <laughs> and so I did this and What's all the blue review it's like the debutante ball but for like ninth graders oh okay so it's like a scholarship thing you raise money uh-huh. and you wear a big fancy blue dress and yes and you have an escort all the other girls had a like a date like a guy friend uh-huh. I had my dad and maybe my brother or something. <laughs> so I was like, when I went to debutante, Paul was like, my dad is not going to be my escort. I'm going to find a guy. <laughs> and it turned out I was I was dating him. So yeah. it worked out. Oh, wow. <laughs> when did
1: you all decide to get married?
0: Um, he proposed at college graduation, actually. So, yes. We, I mean, we kind of knew we would... Be together, yeah, and then he he proposed. I love it that you've got that big box of, of stuff that I know has memories. With him. <laughs> I mm-hmm. know it's just random letters, and I think this is like the second box. Something happened to the first box because I remember there being another box and it had way more stuff in it. So I'm not sure if I condensed it <laughs>
1: or or what has happened over the umpteen years that we've been together. In a way, you're lucky that you knew him when you did because you actually have letters, you know. know. Right know. now you can't <laughs> save say that text. in a box.
0: <laughs> I know. They're actual they're actual letters. And some of them are letters from um, high school when we pass notes in class mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I am happy that I do have have this stuff Mm -hmm. and you can like it's tangible and you can go back and like read through it.
1: You said (laughs) at a couple of points you realized you all were fighting what were you fighting about?
0: I have no idea but there's, (laughs) I I opened up some letters and was like I can't believe you did that blah 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 or I can't believe you said that why would you do me like that? I'm like
1: what did I do on this date? I have no idea. Uh, (laughs) So you went to different colleges? Mm -hmm. Okay so this was while you were at at different schools. Mm -hmm. You know a lot of people when they go off to college you know the high school Boyfriend girlfriend yep. does not stick with them. I
0: know, but we did, and you know, I think we we would break up here and there, and but it was never for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. I always knew he would be the one, so I kept him close. <laughs> I kept him very close. <laughs> <That's lovely.
1: laughs> All right, I've got one last question for hmm. you. Was there anything that you learned about yourself in the process of putting together these five things?
0: Um, I already know I'm very sentimental. I like the sentimental pieces. And my husband always says that I'm, I say he's the pack rat, which he is. But I also like, there's just few pieces that I, I do like to keep. And there is always kind of a family theme. And it is family-centered, the things that I like. And it, when I was going back through everything, it just made me kind of realize and say, you know, I'm I'm pretty blessed. And I'm very fortunate that I have great people in my life and I have a great family and I have a great support system and all of this just is a reminder of the support.
1: You mentioned both your parents, there's something that they each gave to you, the extended family always behind you Mm -hmm. and your kids and then your husband.
0: Yeah. So I guess that's kind of the theme of, of my favorite things. (laughs) I know I wasn't sure what to bring in or, or what would be my favorite things. I had to think about it for a second, Um, because the kids were like, "Well, why wouldn't you take us?" And I was like, "I was like, I think that she means like actual like things." And so (laughs) it was funny when they were like, "Just bring us, mom." But yeah, it is family. It all goes back to to them.
1: Thank you so much for making the time to do this. Well, thanks. I I hope it was good. Thanks again to Renee Murphy for being a guest on Five Things. And now it's your turn. I hear from a lot of people that these conversations get them thinking about what their five things might be. So I want to hear from you and maybe even put your voice on the show. I'm going to start asking a question every few weeks for you to think about and answer. You Ready? The first one will be pretty easy, I think. (laughs) Tell us about an object that represents love for you and why you associate it with that feeling. Go to wfpl.org and click on five things, and you'll be able to send us your response. I can't wait to hear what you come up with. Today's show was produced, edited, and mixed by me. Executive producer is Stephen George. We had music today from Lobo Loco, Andy G. Cohen, Jesse Spillan, and David Seste. And our theme music is by Alex Wright. You can get more information on our show at wfpl.org and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.
0: Support comes from Vision Zero. On foot or behind the wheel, safety is a shared responsibility. And Vision Zero Louisville believes zero roadway fatalities is the only acceptable amount. Their mission is to create safe roads by design, engineering solutions, and education. More information at (laughs) visionzerolouisville.org.